Hey, everybody. Welcome to the After Further Review podcast. I'm Pete Doherty, along with Eric Baranchek, and we're here to talk about our film review of the Green Bay Packers 25-24 loss to the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. And Eric, let's, uh, as always, we'll dispense with the pleasantries and get right to it. That Um, wasn't the Bears, was it? No. You know, (laughs) uh, after the Bears game, I've run into people I know and they're asking me if I'm revising seven and 10 pick, you know, that's what I picked them as. I think you were right around that vicinity too. Yep. I said, no, it's early. And they were like, ah, I think they're going to win 10 games. A couple of them said, and I'm sure those same people are now saying five wins. There's, you know, that they're, yeah. that they're terrible yeah. now. Uh, that's life in the NFL. Um, a lot of things went wrong in the fourth quarter. Uh, one of the things that really jumped out, and has jumped out in the first two games, but especially jumped out in this game is AJ Dillon's just not the guy that I thought he was going to be two years into the, into his career. He's in year four now. Um, what's going on? There's a couple of plays we could talk about specifically that really jumped out to us. What's going on there with this guy? You think? Well, first of all, when all the news broke, was it two weeks ago or whatever that the Packers were in on Jonathan Taylor and people were, were like, Oh my God, what are they, what, what are they doing? Why would they do that? Well, if you watch this game, you'll understand exactly why they were in on Jonathan Taylor. And there, you know, there's going to be some other guys that are going to be available coming up soon. So, you know, the you know, it just broke today that uh, Austin Eckler from the from the from the uh, from the Rams is going to be on the block. Yeah, he's a little long in the tooth, you know. But but the reality with with uh, Dylan is he's not. He's a straight ahead, ISO runner, uh, dive power uh you're asking him to run a straight line he's going to do it probably do it okay pretty good actually uh but the problem with him is there's just no wiggle there's no vision and and on a couple of plays one in particular in the in the fourth quarter when they were really needed to move the football you saw the difference between aj Dillon and uh, uh what you got with aaron jones is the vision the the blocking was set up where once he hit the hole to go to the rear to the right, he had the entire right side of the line. He had tight end, tackle, guard, all mowing guys down to the right. All he needed to do was plant his foot and break to the right, and he would have gone for if it was if it was Jones. You know that's a big game, 10, 15 plus yards, uh, probably very close to the same with Dylan's. But but he doesn't have that vision. He can't see the hole, or he doesn't set up his blocks well. Uh, or maybe he doesn't know where the blocking is and just, you know, I'm going to go through the four hole and that's it. And uh, unfortunately, you know, watching it, uh, I, it, I think it would have been, I didn't notice it during the game. So yeah, when you pointed it out, when I rewatched the game, I, it's going, that thing, that's going for more than 10 or 15 yards. Cause uh, the receivers were out there. There was only, there was a couple defensive players out there, but each one was manned up with a, a guy was on him. And it's not like they have to destroy these guys on these blocks. They just got to get in their way and let the running back do the rest. I think this is a 30 to 50 yard run. If, if he bounced, if he would have bounced that to the outside. Yeah. And that's, that's been his bugaboo lately. You know, he had the, the Tennessee Titan game a couple of years ago, three years ago, whatever in the snow and he ran for 123 yards and everybody's all excited and happy about it. And, you know, we got to, that's his deal. He's a mutter. You know, I, I think, in the on the grass in December and November, he can probably be kind of effective. But in a game on turf, when you needed your running back to 
to make plays. He just doesn't have the vision to do it. And you look at the, the difference between Robinson and Dylan Robinson from the Falcons. You saw him be able to um, jump cut or plant and cut back inside, make guys miss. And he's not a small cat either. I mean, that guy's, he's a big athletic kid. He's young um, and has just, he's, he's a great running back. I, I, you know, I didn't know what all of the hype was about him this year, but then after watching him yesterday, boy, I tell you, that guy can run, and, and he's a running he's a running back. He's not just a fast guy who has the carries the ball. He's a running back, sets up his blocks, be able to sink his hips and turn and make cuts. Um, not Barry Sanders' legs cuts, right, but able to, to do just enough to get off guys and be able to uh, get then, – then he's big enough to be able to square his shoulders and get downfield. And then they only line him up in wide receiver too, so that shows a little bit. He kind of runs wide receiver-esque type routes, and, you know, that's – that's pretty uncommon for a young running back, much alone anybody else. So I, I really, you know, the difference, if anybody needed to know or anybody felt like A.J. Dillon was getting the short end of the stick when they were talking about Jonathan Taylor, just watch the game and you will see the difference. And then there was the the third and where was a fourth and one or third and one. And, um, you know, he kind of falls on his face. Um, instead of instead, all he had to do literally was jump cut or plant and go to his left a little bit, and he was you know it picks up that first down like nothing. Uh, instead, they turn the ball over, you know. So there's a lot of things there with him that you got to look at and understand that you know I I, I think they're going to have to supplement their run game when when Jones is not in there with even when Jones is in there just to take some of the heat off him. But they're going to be really effective, uh, especially to the perimeter plays. They're going to have to run jet sweeps. Um, they got two guys now that can do it, probably three. Uh, Wicks might be able to do it. We haven't seen it, but certainly Jaden Reed. And then when Watson gets back, we know how deadly he can be on that. So I think there's, there's, they're going to have to implement that more than once or twice a ball game um, in order to get some yards to supplement the run game with the running backs. Because that right now, you know, my fear is this, and it's probably everybody's fear is, you know, geez. You know, how many times do you really want to give Aaron Jones the ball in, in September and October? Oh, no, he's uh, they've got a and it's not just an age thing, he's been it's been this way his entire career. If he plays 80% of the snaps, he's going to get hurt. I mean, that's just a given. They've got to keep him to the 60% range, or they're just asking for the guy to get hurt. Yeah, even if he doesn't get the ball, to just he's a really good uh decoy running him out of the backfield and motioning him out of there. Um, that makes everybody's, you know, the hair on the back of their necks start to stand up and they got people's got to start smelling a rat and that can help the inside game too with, with Dylan. Um, so one, two punch for sure. A change up back could probably do okay in, in situational stuff, but, but have him be your, your number one feature back. That's just not that guy. Yeah. You know, with the jet sweep, uh, the one thing there is at least they're in a position where they can run it. Now Rogers just didn't like it. He didn't like all that motion, and Lafleur, he didn't completely take it out of the offense, but he took it mostly out of the offense the last three years. He did it a lot the first year, and then they didn't do much of it. So, um, I think you're probably right. I think we will see some more of that. Um, yeah, you know, there's nothing else. It's just eye candy for the safeties and the linebackers. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just get them moving a little bit. Like, oh shoot, what's coming? You know, just that, that split second is all that it takes. Yeah, force those guys on the edge to stay home and honor it. Um, I'm, yep. I'm sure that helps a little bit. Well, if you want to look at the Packers defense on that, if you look at the last touchdown pass, you know, Walker and Campbell were 
just screaming downhill because it was a play action pass inside zone. And, you know, if those guys were not screaming downhill, that pass probably doesn't take place because they got to throw over the top of seven, which is turns out to be not the easiest thing to do anymore. So, <clears throat> you know, the play action game, if you can get the running game going, it's not pretty, certainly isn't sexy because everybody wants to throw the ball all over the place. But if you're going to have success, especially with young quarterbacks and young receivers, play action pass is the absolute best way to do it. And, and especially late in the ball game when you're, when you're, when you're gashing them when they're on the ground, those guys got to respect that. And they got to, they got to be able to, uh, uh, um, stay home and, and, but they want to, they want to stop the run just as bad because it, it's kind of embarrassing when guys are running on you. So you start screaming up to the line of scrimmage and that's when they flip it over the top of you at, at seven, 10 yards. And those are the ones that hurt. At least two running backs in next year's draft for the green Bay Packers. At oh, least. for sure. Yeah. You know, the kid down in Madison wouldn't be a bad one either. I don't know. I'm going to watch a little more to see how much of a running back he is. He's kind of a fast kid. Um, I, I like, I watched him on Saturday pretty exclusively and was looking for whether or not he would fit in Green Bay. But um, so I'm not 100% sold on him. But that ETN from Florida, boy, that guy would look good in forest green and gold, I think, man. Holy smokes. He's got some moves. You can line him up at wide receiver. And, and you know, I think the train of thought is for next year's draft, safety, safety, safety. But I don't know. You got to go first round pick. I think you got to go running back to get this thing, get that offense going. I think that's just the, the missing piece when Aaron Jones isn't in the ball game and he's getting long in the tooth and if he's got, you know, he's got a big giant contract. I don't know how many more years they can, they can deal with that, but they got to get a bell cow running back that they can give the ball to 20 times a game and can run the ball. You know, I, that's And especially in this climate, when you got to play home games in December and November, uh, you know, having a, a, a running back that can make plays and, and get things done on the ground is so important. It is, you know, the, the, the big thing it seems like in today's game, and that's why Bijan Robinson, one of the reasons that made him, you know, worth picking number eight overall is besides being a really good runner, these guys have to function well in the passing game. And, you know, I was just, I was talking last week with, uh, you know, I was wondering how good, you know, I was. I asked. A, I asked a scout to compare uh, Jonathan Taylor and McCaffrey, and he said Taylor's really good, but McCaffrey's the better player because McCaffrey is like two players in one. He's basically. He said he could. He'd play. He could play receiver in the league if, if he wasn't a running back. Right. And that You're that gives the offense right. so much flexibility. You know, the coordinator can the call in the defense. They've got to be really careful about what personnel to put on the field. It's just. Uh, it's huge in today's game. Yeah, the old the old adage of the running back just being able to pick up a blitz, those days are gone. Their running backs yeah. gotta be able to split out and play yeah, the slot, play the slot and be able to run routes. Um, and that's a deadly you saw it against the Packers, how deadly that is when you got poor Campbell's gotta cover Bijan Robinson out when he's split out wide to the right. That's pretty that's a tough that's tough for a big you know. Oh, not they have easy. no chance. You got a two hundred and forty yeah. pound guy against a two hundred and I don't know what Robinson is, two ten maybe, and oh, who's lightning man. quick. That's that's a, that's no contest. Yeah, big long body with long arms. That's a that's a really tough combination. I mean, even the fastest linebackers in the league are probably going to get beat on that, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, I yeah, I'm thinking take one early. You know, teams don't like to take these guys in the first round because uh, you can find you can find really good backs later, probably better odds than a lot of other positions. But I'm thinking take one in the first three rounds, and then two more after that. One, at least one more and maybe two more after that depends on who they bring back. But uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, but the, the, I thought the Taylor trade talk was interesting because, you know, it's really more, it would really be more in my mind a, a trade for 24 and 25. You're the one who's, you know, when we talk, when we've talked in the preseason, like, yeah, they're trying to win this year, but they're really building for 24 and 25. Yeah, I agree. And this guy's only, and, and you're the one who first brought that up to me, in a, you know, back last summer or spring, but, and this guy's only 24. So he's probably got three to four really good years left in him. And that would coincide with when, you know, these, if love is good, this team should be blossoming. So um, even if, you know, Taylor would, he'd miss games. He's still on PUP. I still wonder if they, if they could end up making swinging a deal for him. I wouldn't trade more than a two though. Um, there those picks are too valuable. And this team is too young to, to go crazy and, uh, you know, give away, trade away a lot of that draft capital. <laughs> he might have a pretty good second round pick. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, Oh, so that's, was that's there a- anybody more upset than the Green Bay Packers when Aaron Rodgers got hurt? Uh, the only other guys that might have been, been more upset were in New York. Oh, yeah. Just the other that they had, they just, that first round pick just disappeared. Just puff. Gone. This They built their team for this year, and it's gone. So kind of Good the uh, – it, it's funny. I uh, LaFleur in this press conference, he came in, and he was hot. And he gave short – he's usually – even when they lose, he usually will think through his answers. He'll expound. He was hot and terse after this game. And I was really kind of – you know, obviously I knew he was upset because they lost. His last – the last question, it was all about offense. last question was about the defense and the run defense. And he he's just a one sentence. Well, you saw it. They couldn't uh, – you know, we – I think he's, he didn't use the word gash, but he used a synonym for gash. And it was like, and then that was yes. it. And yes, yes, he was, he was not happy. This just felt like the same Packers defense as the last four years where they just get the run kills them. And, and that was the interesting thing about it was there wasn't anything that I was surprised, really surprised that they didn't do anything else. The only thing that the only answer they had to the run game was to bring in another guy, put his hand down on the ground. And to me, that is just lazy football. And and they didn't do anything schematically. Um, certainly personnel-wise, there's some blunders there. Ingambari looks silly. Um, we all know about the well, – we all know now about the uh, the boot run that uh, Ritter had there where, where poor Gary got – stuck in no man's land, you know, just did the, the cardinal sin. You know, you saw afterwards he, he played it much differently the second time around, but the first time he got smoked pretty bad and that, you know, and then you saw last week against the Bears. Yeah, just to let, just, just to let people know that was on Ritter's uh, six-yard touchdown run that cut it to 24 to 19, I think. And then it was right before the two-minute warning. He made the play and made the stop, but then they toss it to B. John Robinson on the next play. Angabari takes a bad – he goes inside, doesn't hold the edge, boom. Seven-yard yeah. run by Robinson. Anyway, back to what you were saying. No, you know, and you saw last week against the Bears where you had the rookie play perfectly and saved the touchdown. They had to, they had to uh, kick the field goal. That yeah, was a Lucas big Bandes, play. Yeah. yeah, and then you saw here on fourth down, you know, they obviously watched tape too and said, all right, this is, we're going to run this, and this guy's going to bite. And sure, heck, he, he did. You know, that's so – but, but – the point is, is that I didn't see anything different. They didn't do anything different. They were getting clobbered on the C-gap and D-gap plays, and they weren't doing anything different schematically. They didn't try to 
uh, slant to the strong side. They didn't try to 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 maybe widen out a little bit. Um, I guess they were, you know, they're the way they play defense as opposed to like Fritz Shermer. Those guys are, you know, those guys were, you know, I'm just I'm going back a long ways, but you know, there's two ways, Pete. We've talked about it that you either going to spill it to the outside, or you're going to try and, and contain it and, and have them cut up to the to where all your guys are and they didn't try anything different. They just continually ran the way that they do it. And they, and they tried to contain it and set the edge and turn them up inside. And then, you know, it's pretty tough sledding when you got your defensive lineman is four yards downfield and your, and your edge player is, is nowhere to be found. Um, that's tough sledding, but they didn't change anything. They didn't run anything. They didn't even run blitzes. They didn't do anything different to try and shut the run down. And to me, that's just lazy football that you got to throw something out there. You got to do something different schematically. I know they tried to have a putting a big guy in there and trying with what they were trying to do is not to get collapsed down into the seat, you know, get that C gap player getting collapsed down and, or, or the outside guy getting reached. That was probably the bigger of the two issues. And then on the backside, they were cutting everything. So that took that took away some of the pursuit as well. So the, the hard part was they just didn't have an answer. They didn't do anything different schematically. They just lined up and played. And probably if you watch the game really carefully, um, probably linebackers and some of and, and probably the the outside guys did not do a real good job of, of moving to motion. And that's the other thing too. And especially when you got you're, they're, they're moving and switching formations and stuff. You got to be Johnny on the spot to get in your spot. And I think there was probably some issues lining up a little bit there that, that hurt them when they were going to, when they were motioning and stuff. Cause most of their motions was to the play side and they, they, they didn't do anything to, to switch it up. They didn't do anything to stop it. What would you be thinking if uh, you were Joe Barry, when you saw LaFleur's comment? I called my wife and tell her to call a realtor. I mean, I mean, he obviously saw it, right? Unless, I mean, unless he really likes Green Bay, but yeah. uh, she might. Who knows? It's a great place to live and raise kids. We got, we got a good couple of restaurants. We just got Chick Fil A a couple of years ago. That's good. Um, but the reality is, is that he's got to know he's on thin ice, and, and I hope he is because they got to make a change there. They got to do something a little bit differently. Um, and the other problem too is your, your safeties were coming up and whiffing, and you know, I just feel like. You got a you got a running back like that. I don't think going after his ankles is the right move. I think you just gotta even if you just grab on and hold on for dear life, the other guys are gonna come and, and, and finish it. Um, but there too many yards were given up when when both Ford and or uh, Savage were coming in there and diving at their ankles and throwing their body, hoping that that's gonna get them down. And that's just not gonna get that guy down. Then I wonder out. if in uh, <clears throat> six or eight weeks we're still talking about whether Joe Barry is. Uh going to last the season, you know, it's, will they make a change in the off season? I really thought LaFleur would make a change there in the off season with Vic last off season with Vic Fangio available with uh hero Evero available. Um, I just thought, I, I really thought he'd pull a trigger, but he didn't do it. Well, they did play better defensively towards the end of the season. That much is certain. Um, but they, what they, you know, what, what, I think they're getting decent pressure, especially without having to blitz. They're getting pressure from the inside, which is really nice. Um, but I, I think they got to utilize seven a little bit differently. You know, I don't think they utilize it like the you know the Cowboys use Parsons and move him all over the field. And I don't think that uh, Walker is that kind of guy. I think putting him on the with the hand on the ground is a mistake. But I would like to see, you know, a handful of rushes, and I'd like to see it. He's tall and fast. 
Um, it doesn't seem like he's got a real good outside rush. They send him, but I'd really like to see him come through the middle once in a while and see if they can just get that quarterback to fill his drawers a little bit and move one way or the other and try and give those guys a chance. Because what that defense is looking like a ball hawk defense right now. I mean, they're getting their hands on the football like, like you haven't seen in a long time. And it's really refreshing. And but the reality is, is, is they got to get that quarterback moving because they're they're just, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how they play against Carr because Carr seems, you know, he's been in the league for a while. He's not a terrible quarterback. He's the best quarterback that they've seen, my, I guess. Uh, so it'll be a good test to see what happens there in the secondary if they're able to rattle him a little bit. Yeah, we're we're recording this during Monday Night Football, and I was watching just a little bit of it. The Saints are playing Carolina and sounds like the Saints offensive line is a little shaky and they've had some trouble protecting him. Um, so maybe the Packers pass rush will, will make the difference in this one. If, uh, if Jones and Watson don't play again, who do you think wins uh, on Saturday or Sunday? Oh, that is a really great question. Um, I, I got to go to the Saints it's that's a that's a really tough call. Um, it is. If they can shut them down on defense a little bit and get get Carr to throw it up in the air a couple of times, that would you know off off the spot and and wing that thing up there. I think they could have an opportunity. But it's f- four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they have thirteen points against Carolina. I think Carolina's got some talent on defense. That Burns is really good, and I'm blanking on the name. They have an out, a defensive tackle who's a stud. Um, so they, I think they have some talent, but still, you know, 13 points in 56 minutes, uh, you know, that's, that's not a winning formula generally in the NFL and they just scored a touchdown. So now it's, uh, 20 points in 56 minutes basically, but that's, uh, you know, that's a tough way to make a living in this league scoring only scoring 20 or less. Yep. Well, you know, the offense is. The offense will come around. Well, I think will come around, and I think they're going to be they're going to be all right. But they're going to have to be a little bit more creative than they were yesterday. That's for sure. Um, you know, we talked a little bit. You, you were talking a little bit about Walker. He jumped off the field at the at the game, being in the stadium. I don't know if it did so much on TV, just on the first watch. Uh, but he jumped off the field for making plays all over. It does seem like he's um, he's quite a bit better player than he was as a rookie. Well, for sure. You know, he still like to see him take out blocks a little bit more physical. I don't think that's really his game, but man, he can run around. And I really like the when they put him um, in pass coverage and they drop him at 15 yards. That's a tough. That's a tall body to throw over the top of. And you know, we saw last week with the with the pick six, and then now you got uh, um, you got it. You know, he dropped him right in his mitt. Uh, I guess that's why he doesn't play tight end, but I guess, the, you know, so, but he's a pretty talented guy and he, he's sidelined the sideline. He's making plays everywhere. Really like that. And, and he seems to be comfortable and just play football now. Kind of what we saw at the end of last season where he just was playing and not, not everything was slow and deliberate, but still his uh, uh, inability to fight through blocks is, is still, he's got to be more physical if he's going to play inside, but you know he's a he's a pretty good ball player. If you play him on the weak side and just let him run, it's he's he can do it. So here's a question for you. You, you probably haven't had any time really to prepare for this, um, but Jenkins has a sprained MCL. 
that generally means four to six weeks. Um, in the game, they just then you know not surprisingly they just put Newman in there. If they know they're gonna they're not gonna have this guy for a month or six weeks, they've got some other options. One of them is you can move Zach Tom to left guard and play Nyman at right tackle because you got you got to get your best five out on the field. Yeah, but but that that does require that's a lot of moving pieces. Where with Newman, you just plug him in, you know. Because I know I've heard other coaches, offensive line coaches, say they don't like you know. You move, you start moving guys around, you get weaker at multiple positions instead of just one, where you're replacing somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But but so let's just say you know, you're looking at four to six weeks. Are you inclined to go with the simple, straightforward Newman, or are you inclined to? move Tom and bring in Nyman and uh, go that way. Right. I'm, I'm, a, and I, I agree with that. Why, why we can two spots instead of just one, but with uh, Bakhtiari, you, it sounds like we don't know if he's week to week, whether or not he's going to play. I think you got a, a guy in Nyman who, although he got beat out by Walker um, in, in training camp, you got a guy that's got a lot of NFL experience and recent NFL experience where last year, you know, Newman didn't do a whole lot. Um, rookie year played a lot because he had to because of injuries. But I I still – I like Tom to move him down. He's got the body type to be able to play all five positions. Put him there. Let him have it. At least you're going to be a little bit sound against the inside stuff and probably uh, a little bit more physical in the run game than Newman. But I, I really like – that opportunity because of the fact that you got Nyman who's, you know, here we're talking about a couple weeks ago, we were talking about trading or possibly cutting the guy. And now he's going to be a, 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 a pretty important piece. So, yeah, I think if it were my offensive line, I would have set, I would, that's how I would set it up right away. What do you think these guys will do? I don't know. I think they're going to do it. I think they'll move time because they've, they've shown that they move guys around. Uh, I mean, geez, Jenkins, they moved him all over the place. Um, I, I think I think that that's what they're going to do. I think you got a, a, a you know a, a B minus C plus level guy in Nyman. Um, it's going to give you some. You're going to he's going to face some pretty tough rushers, um, and then you're going to have Bakhtiari or Walker on the other side. I think that's your best bet. I'm not sure what I think though. The teams tend to coaches are usually they're they're conservative a lot of times. They do the safe move. The safe move is to go with Newman, right. but Nyman's a better right tackle than Newman is a guard. So, oh, 100%. Yeah, so I, if they know it's going to be four to six weeks, I'm thinking the right move might be to, even though you don't like to do it, is to move is to move a couple guys. You know, move Tom, bring in Nyman. Um, I, I tend to have, I tend to agree with you on that one. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, just curious, uh, I don't know if people hit you up about this, but they always do about me. Um, it seems like after every game, you know, last week they were asking me after the Packers, I'll beat the bears. And they knew I picked seven and 10 for the Packers record. Are you ready to change your uh, pick there, Pete? And, uh, you know, I said, no, not yet. It's pretty early. You've seen two games. I know I, I was. I went seven and ten. Is that what you predicted going into the season? I had nine and eight, seven and ten. It's the same difference. So yeah, nine, eight, 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 nine, right in there. Um, yeah. Any reason to change that thinking one way or the other? 
No, I, I really don't. They're gonna they're gonna win some that they that they shouldn't win, and they're gonna lose some that they should shouldn't lose. It's just the way it is, and you gotta. But the one thing that makes me feel better about nine and eight is uh, the fact that that quarterback is 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 looking pretty pretty poised. Other than the fourth quarter, there wasn't a whole. There's not a whole lot of shade you can throw his way because I thought he did a pretty decent job. He gets a little. He throws a little bit high once in a while, and I, the only thing I would say if I were coaching there would be like, you know what, if it ain't there, just run. Pick up a couple yards. If, if there's open grass, do it. Don't try and be Superman. But uh, if, there's an, if there's open field, just, just run and, and try to pick up and move the chains because um, they're going to they're gonna need everything they can on the ground and, uh, uh, you know, until Jones comes back. So I like that. The defense, you know, the, Stokes is going to come back, so that's going to help a little bit. Um, I don't know if they're going to be improving any on safety, but I mean, at least the first two weeks, they looked like they were pretty ball hawkish. So you like the way that is, is coming around. Um, and I, I think they'll, they're, they're going to be just good enough, but you know, what's going to happen. There's going to be games like yesterday where he's going to, you know, he's going to throw a pick. You know, he's lucky. He could have thrown a pick success. So he got, he got away with one there. That's for sure. But I think there's going to be a couple of games like that. <clears throat> Pardon me where that's going to happen. Oh, it's. I mean, I think it's inevitable. In fact, I'm really surprised. I mean, he hasn't thrown a pick yet. Um, that's really surprising for a guy in his first, you know, first real year as a as a starter. That's that's a little bit of a shocker. But because the way that the two main ways these you know young quarterback is going to lose you games is he's going to turn the ball over, and when you need things to go well in the fourth quarter, and especially in the second half of the fourth quarter. They're just not going to come through for you very often. Rodgers famously one and seven in uh, one score games his first year as a starter, and that's that was the you know that was part of the difference. You know, in this game, I mean, Love didn't lose it for him, but he just hasn't. He's got to learn how to win it for him. Uh, you know, Gutekunst has talked about that a couple times this offseason, where he said, you know, with most of these quarterbacks who end up being good, uh, it's they have to go through this where they they play pretty well. But then they finally learn how to not just play well, but win the game. And, you know, that took Roger until his second season, Rogers until his second season. And I'm guessing that's going to happen, you know, multiple times this year. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. It's going to happen. And so it's, but so far, knock on some wood, Packer fans, that it's, he's looking okay. You know, he's not the reason why they lost yesterday. That much is sure. I mean, they put 20, what, 24 points up on the board? Put twenty four points on the board. You got a really good chance of winning. I mean, yeah, twenty one yeah. points is the average game. So that's it's not on him. He can't. You can't ring it on on him. Uh, Last yesterday, anyway. Yeah, if I'm on the Packers. I'm feeling you know pretty decent about him so far. Now it's a long season. Who knows what right. we're Who knows what we'll be talking about in December? But uh, it'll be interesting the the road to to getting there. So uh, that'll wrap it up uh, for. For tonight, I want to thank everybody for uh, stopping by and joining us. And a reminder that we'll be back uh, next week at this same time to talk about the Packers game at the Saints, the Packers home opener. Uh, but until then, take care, everybody. And uh, we look forward to talking to you real soon. You've been listening to the After Further Review podcast. I'm Pete, along with Eric. Good night, everybody. Be good. <laughs>